Hej och varmt välkomna till ännu ett avsnitt av Dr. Diamantis-podden där jag pratar om allt mellan traditionell visdom och modern vetenskap. Idag har jag en gäst, det är min kära kollega Patricia. Patricia är från USA så samtalet idag kommer vara på engelska. Welcome Patricia. Thank you, thank you so much. It's a big, big honor to have you here on my podcast. Well, I feel honored to be here. Nice. Thank you. Uh, please give us a small introduction of yourself and your education so the listeners know who you are and your background, please. I'm a doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine. I'm a Chan Buddhist. I've been practicing Buddhism for many years now. Um, and it's actually how I came to practice Chinese medicine. Um, I'm a mother of three lovely children. I'm a Chinese classical herbalist and a Western herbalist. And I am particularly interested in dermatology and women's health concerns. These are two areas where allopathic medicine may fall short and offer little treatment, especially when it comes to understanding root cause. How did you become interested in Chinese medicine? Um, actually, that's that's an interesting story. So I used to be an artist, a designer, and I worked in that field for a long time. But I felt very unsatisfied. Mm. Like, you know, I wasn't happy in the field and I felt like, is this it? And I was sitting in front of a computer all the time. So at the time I was doing a lot of uh, soul searching and I was practicing Chan Buddhism and doing a lot of meditation. Mm. And um, I was doing a lot of sort of insight work. And uh, I went and I did a what's called a silent illumination retreat for a couple of weeks. Mm. And that was incredible. But it just kind of came to me during the retreat. I need to study Chinese medicine. I need to help people with this medicine. Wow. Yeah. So you start actually studying before being a patient yourself? Um, well, my mom has always gone to Chinese medicine practitioners and she has a very, she's always had a very sort of natural approach to finding health. I see. So actually I had been to Chinese medicine practitioners and, you know, acupuncture and Chinese herbs. Okay, so you were yeah. familiar with that field. Very much, yeah. And also through Buddhism a little bit with the mentality and philosophy? With Chinese philosophy, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. And then... Did you practice any Chinese medicine in New York before moving to Sweden? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I practiced oh. in New York and then I moved to for a couple of years. And um, and then, of course, we had to do an internship and I worked at a super busy clinic in New York. Wow. We saw something like almost 2,000 patients a day. Super mm. busy clinic. Um, and then I moved to Stockholm and I was in private practice here for a couple of years. And then I moved to Massachusetts. So And I worked there for a couple of years. So I'm uh-huh. actually licensed in New York, in Massachusetts. And um, I've been in Sweden for four years now. Wow. <gasps> yeah. And it's so amazing how our paths crossed. I know. We met uh, maybe not even a year ago, first time. Yeah, perhaps. It was very serendipitous, yeah. as one can say. Through a, a mutual friend, almost? Yes. Yes. And then I invited you to the clinic. And be a part of this because I know how many people out there that needs help. Yes. And this medicine has such incredible potential. Yeah. Really. With so little, 
we can do so much profound exactly. work. Exactly. Yeah, some needles and some herbs. Yeah. Yeah. And what type of p- uh, patients do you see mostly? So I see uh, lots of female patients. Yeah. Um, I also I have a specialization in dermatology mm. um, through the scope of Chinese herbal medicine. Um, so I I tend to see a lot of dermatological patients mm. and issues as well. Yes. Um, but a lot of female patients that come with the same sort of. Uh, you know, either feeling like they have some kind of hormone dysregulation, mm-hmm. or are feeling like their bodies are changing in a way that they can't really understand, and they don't know why. And mm-hmm. Western medicine doesn't really have many answers for them, and just says, "Oh, yeah, you're depressed. Here, have an SSRI." Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, what do you see which they don't see? Which you the mean, medicine doesn't see. Yeah, or the patients. Or the patients. So. You know, I think that we live with so much, and there's a a big disconnect. Mm-hmm. We're not really looking at, you know, what's going on inside.、Mm-hmm. And when you tell people, you know, I always, I usually, when I send my health plan to patients, I always give them some kind of mindfulness practice.、Mm-hmm. So that they can sort of go interior and do the work themselves, because there is just this like, especially as women, I think,、yes. right? Because we come into the world and we feel like, oh, I must take care of, I must put this aside.、Mm. It's okay, I'm feeling tired for twenty years.、Mm. You know, it's okay, I have this other issue.、Mm. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's not that they don't see it; it's that they ignore it. I see. It's being ignored. Consciously, unconsciously. I think. Um, I think both.、Oh. I think it's consciously being ignored because that's how we have to function in the world,、yeah. right? Especially as women, it's like, okay, shut up, go on, take、mm. care of your kids.、Mm. Um, but and perhaps unconsciously as well.、Mm. Yeah. So in Chinese medicine, we see things through the scope of the root or the branch.、Mm. Which one should we start with? It depends on the patient, right? <laughs> because if someone comes in and they have a Terrible pain.、Yeah. They can't, you know, get through、uh, the day because their pain is so intense, or there's something that is really impeding their.、Um, Shall their we take menstruation pain? Okay, that's、yeah. a good one. Yeah,、uh-huh. um, we have to sort of make calm the shen, right? In Chinese medicine, we say that's the first thing you must calm the shen, and then help them to feel a bit better so that the real root. Healing can happen. Yeah, and what so, when you say calm the shen? What do you can you translate it a little bit? So yeah, so so the heart and the mind、uh, have no disconnect. The way we think about it in Western terms,、yeah. you know, we think the heart is one thing and the mind is another. In Chinese philosophy, Chinese medicine, there is no disconnect. They're one. Yeah, and、um, I remember I had this incredible professor, and. A long time ago, and somebody asked him, "When you don't know where to go, when there's so many things going on in the body, what、mm. do you do?"、Yeah. And he said, "You calm the shen first, meaning you calm the person, or that you calm the mind, you calm, you calm the heart."、Yeah. So, so this is—is is that also a type of balancing hormones and neurotransmitters? Absolutely, it can be. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we have so many. Disruptors、mm. for hormones, 
and neurotransmitters. Yes. Why? Because of what we're eating and not eating yeah. and what we're doing or overdoing, overexertion yeah. or not doing. Yes. Like not resting, you know, not eating foods that's nourishing us. I mean, I think people have sort of the obvious ideas. Oh yeah, I need to eat some vegetables and a little bit of meat and everything's going to be fine. Not really. Mm. Because especially you know, where I come from and here, mm. the idea of what's healthy to eat is so uh, the opposite <laughs> of the reality of things, right? Please explain. Well, I think, you know, I have so many, especially here in Sweden, so many of my patients, I ask them what they have for breakfast and they tell me, oh, I have a piece of, um, you know, smorgos with some uh, paprika, quinca poa. Yeah. And in Chinese medicine, we're, you know, we're, really um, focused on eating things that are warming to the digestion, mm. which in Western terms would be uh, making sure that nutrient uptake is actually happening. Yes. You know, the gut is really, and I think Western medicine now is finally starting to really understand mm -hmm. how incredible and what a huge implication it has on everything, hormones and mental health. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, so really sort of questioning Asking ourselves, yeah, this is normal. Well, it's normalized. Whether or not it's normal, I'm not sure. I don't think it's normal. It's just normalized because we're told yes. that it's normal. So, um, so yeah, perhaps you know, finding a way to see. Okay, what do I eat for breakfast? Maybe this isn't the best thing. Mm. And um, how can somebody know where they should should they start? Do you have some, you know, some advice that would be like for, for most women? You know, at uh, this moment. Okay, yes. let's now. We are speaking now. It's the mid of December, mm -hmm. so it's cold outside. What's your suggestions? So I would say for women, particularly, making sure you're getting enough fiber, which mm. is essential for the gut, um, because you want insoluble fiber that's going to feed good bacteria. Mm. Um, so, you know, eating things as I said that are warming, cooked like pumpkin. And squash yes. and sweet potatoes. Looking to what's in season now, of course, dark leafy greens are essential also for hormone yes. regulation. Fatty acids. We need good fats and oils to build hormones mm. and synthesize hormones. Yes. We can't do that. And so many women think, oh, no, that's too fatty. I can't have that. It's mm. like, well, we have to look at the types of fats, but we need fats for our brain mm. and for hormone health. Most and what especially. would you say is good sources of fats? Uh, olive oil. Okay. Yeah. Um, like this fantastic one you have here. <laughs> <laughs> um, avocados, if you tolerate them, yes. of course. Um, coconut oil, mm. um, a small fish, makril, mm. you know, seal, if it's mm. not lograd in all this sugar and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically the small fish, lax, mm -hmm. yeah. Seeds, seeds are incredibly important for, um, Hormones, yes, um, especially for women, particularly flax, flax, ground flax, mm -hmm. of course, because the seeds are too small, we can't metabolize them. Mm -hmm. But ground flax, really important for, you know, the bacteria in the gut, mm. um, but also for building hormones. So as we see, first we calm the mind, more or less. Can we say that we put them from fight or flight mode to here and now? Yeah, this is the other thing: fight or flight mode. Everyone is in chronic yeah. stress. Yeah. Everyone. Mm. It's kind of incredible. Every person I see in the clinic, man or woman, is in chronic stress. Mm. So yes, absolutely. We're not built to be in chronic stress, right? Yes. We're built to do it for like 
20 seconds yes. and then it's over. We live in this. So yes, and this goes back to giving our patients uh, the tools to find how they can come to that themselves. Mm. Yeah, through breath work, for yes. example. This is like a small thing, but incredibly powerful. Mm. Um, you know, lots of ways, but this is a big one. Mindfulness practice. I tell my patients, when you sit down to eat, look at your food, smell your food, yeah. be with your food before you just, yeah, and then chew. Chew very, very well until so it's important. liquid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This what do they say? They practice. say, drink your food? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Drink your food. Amazing advice. Yeah. So simple. Just, I know. And this is, this is the potential of Chinese medicine, right? Yeah. Simple things. Exactly. Yeah. That once you start doing them regularly, then the body will adapt through time. Eh? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. As I used to say, I mean, the body just needs the circumstances and then it takes care of the rest. Exactly. Yeah. But let's say somebody that have had, you know, hormone disruption, you know, mm. and they have some symptoms and these symptoms can manifest in different kind of ways. How do you help them? Um, well, of course, it depends on the symptoms, but mm -hmm. sort of generally speaking, you know, I see, for example, a lot of women who have what looks like an estrogen dominance, which of course there is no such thing as estrogen dominance, but um, our environment is so toxic and we're real, there's so many xenoestrogens that mm. we're constantly putting into our bodies unwittingly without mm. even knowing, mm. drinking out of plastic, drinking out of the tap, mm. um, you know, the food that we eat, everything's wrapped in plastic. There's huge endocrine disruptors Mm -hmm. um, and these things that act as xenoestrogens in our system. What are so, xenoestrogens? So they're, they're things that act as estrogen mm -hmm. um, in our systems, but they're you know, usually um, chemicals from the environment. So artificial, artificial exactly. chemicals that mimic our hormones. Exactly. Ah but not in a good way, because the problem is our bodies, we can't metabolize and break down and excrete those estrogen metabolites. Uh -huh. And this is where, you know, issues happen. Um, so, and this is going back to the gut, you know, we think about the liver in phase one and phase two detoxification and all of that, and the liver does so much, of course, but a huge amount of uh, this is actually happening in the gut. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's an entire, department of the gut called the astrobolome of mm. bacteria that are specifically breaking down estrogen. Explain. Yeah, and, um, well, yeah, exactly that, that. So there are specific bacteria in the gut. Okay, so the bacteria, which is part of our gut uh, health, flora. gut flora. Exactly, yeah. that's uh, called the astrobolome. Okay. And this bacteria um, breaks down mm. estrogen to um, later be able to excrete it okay. you know, through urine, feces, sweat. I see. So if we don't have these bacteria, what happened then? Then we're not breaking down or metabolizing or excreting as we should. And this is where we have these symptoms that look like they're estrogen dominance. Mm. So women say, oh, my breasts are so sore right before my period. Yes. Or I'm getting a lot of cramps. Mm. Um, or my mood, I'm so sour, mm. I feel so frustrated, mm. yeah. So once we start treating the gut, 
sometimes or many times also a lot of the symptoms goes away. Will reside, absolutely. Amazing. And you know, and these sort of estrogen dominant symptoms, um, looking through the scope of Chinese medicine, of course, are like liver, right? Yes. So when we talk about liver, we're not talking about the organ mm. alone, we're talking about the entire energetic system mm. and the physiology of the entire system and mm. its role in the bigger system. So, but this is, you know, just by going to sort of liver, mm. there's so much you can do um, with, particularly with herbal medicine and acupuncture as well, I think, mm. so. So how does acupuncture work in these instances? So uh, acupuncture can work on lots of different levels. People ask me that all the time, mm. you know, and sort of you think about the needles as being antennas, perhaps, that are telling the chi what to do. Mm. But then we have lots of different points that have very different things that they particularly do. Mm. When somebody comes in with hormone imbalance, yeah. what is happening with the chi in the body most of the time? Um, uh, well, it depends on the imbalance, right? But like with this estrogen dominance, yeah. these kinds of symptoms, there's a lot of chi stagnation. Um, and stagnation that's been there for a while, so mm. now it's creating a lot of heat. And you mm. think about like friction, things aren't moving. So when you say stagnation, mm. liver chi stagnation, can we explain it in another way, like a simple way which people can relate it to? Um, it's really things not moving in the system the way they're supposed to move. Uh -huh. And what is the reason for them not moving? Um, I think a big part is stress. Okay. A big part is stress. You know, it's like... Psychological, emotional stress. Yeah, stress period. You're mm. walking down the street in the morning and you're having your coffee, which is, you know, coffee is an herb and it has... Um, its own benefit for certain people, but it really winds the liver chi up. I mean, you can feel it. You have a sip of coffee and you feel like, yeah. right? And then someone gives you that look when you're getting on the subway and then yeah. you feel like, you feel it. You yeah. feel your liver chi is getting all wound up and stuck. Yeah. And then of course we say in Chinese medicine, the liver free course is the chi in the body. Mm. So, and everything is connected, right? So this gets all wound up and stuck. Everything else gets wound up and stuck, mm. of course. And you feel it, right? Emotionally, exactly. you feel it. You feel stuck. Exactly. It's almost as so yet your mind is stuck in the past. It's like yes. you, uh, you cannot let go of something that have happened to you or somebody told you something, a critique or something. You cannot just let it go and mm -hmm. continue. And obviously, what happens in the mind also expresses in the body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is, this is one of these amazing things which I believe Chinese medicine uh, works through, you know, the integration with body-mind. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there is no separation. There <gasps> Absolutely. is Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's why when people come to me because they, they are feeling that big and mm. this is what they want help with. Yeah. And then they come back after a couple of treatments and say, oh, now I'm going to the bathroom every day. Yeah. And my energy is so much better. Yeah. And, you know... Are you treating that? No, I'm not treating that. Yeah. But, you know, and this is the brilliance of Chinese medicine. We're treating, as you said, the root. We're treating the entire system. Everything mm. will benefit. There's no, this reductionist view that Western medicine has is mm. where it's gone wrong. Western medicine is brilliant. It's a miracle. It's mm. amazing. Mm. Really. 
I mean, antibiotics, it's amazing, but we can't have this reductionist view of, you know, the cardiovascular system alone. The cardiovascular system doesn't function alone or, mm. you know, the endocrine system. Yeah. But I think more and more doctors are now looking um, at the fact that we can't see it like this. That's why also there is a, a big field which, which is called psychoneuroendocrinology. Exactly. Because, you know, it's one system. It's one system. Yes, exactly. it's one whole system. So we cannot separate the body from the mind and the person from the environment. Exactly. Yes. That's so true. Yeah. So we spoke about the environment and we mm -hmm. also spoke in the mind. And once you start seeing all these pieces of puzzle and putting them together, then you understand also, at least I can understand why people are feeling, you know, as they do. Yeah. You know? It would be actually totally crazy if we felt good under the circumstances we're living. Yeah. That would be, I mean, it, bananas. It would be. Yeah. Banana pants. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I think there's so much that, you know, I see people and sometimes they don't have a Chinese formula. They yeah. don't get acupuncture. Mm. But just with our talk yeah. and then me sending them you know, the notes of our talk, it's enough for them to make the most profound changes. Mm. Yeah. Are there some sort of herbs which people can buy from this local supermarket or in the store and drink themselves to soothe the liver chi or, you know, help them with the gut? Um, herbs at the supermarket? Um, well, I think there are a lot of teas that you can get that have great benefit. The Nervines, which you can find Uh, especially here in Sweden, you can actually find them quite easily, mm. like citromelis, citromelis. Uh, lemon balm. Yeah. This has a direct effect on the central nervous system mm. and is very calming. Mm. And again, you calm the shen, everything's better. Yes. Um, rose, which we use in, uh, what is it? Meihua, meiguahua, we yeah. use in Chinese medicine. Yeah. This also has a very nice effect on hormones, um, specifically when, you know, it, it Um, spreads the chi that's sort of stuck in the chest, this feeling of yet uh, clapping, uh, heart palpitations. Mm. Um, rose can be really beneficial for balancing hormones. Mm. And that's something you can find. Amazing. Yeah. So maybe switch your morning coffee with citron melis? Yes. Yes? Yeah, with a little <laughs> bit of rose. Amazing. Mm. What an amazing talk. Is it something you would like to add before we end this? Um, no, I mean, I think, um, you know, as I said, it's really, you can do a lot of work at home yes. without the help of anybody, really. Just knowing that you want to support your gut, you want to eat enough fiber. Mm -hmm. This is a big one. We get 10 grams of fiber about here in Sweden yeah. or in the U.S., We need more like 50. Yeah. Um, moving, we need to move so that we move our chi, so that we can excrete, yes. you know, and excrete hormone metabolites. And we want to sleep. Mm. This is so underrated. Yeah. Sleep. Sleep is maybe even more important, you know, maybe not more important, but um, lack of sleep is really destroying people's health, yeah. um, especially hormone. And we can see now that there's so many processes that happen even in the single cell at specific times, mm. which of course we know in Chinese medicine. Um, so making sure that we sleep 
And now that it's dark, we should be sleeping earlier mm. and waking up a little bit later. Mm. Yeah. I usually say sleep like a champion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. I think that uh, all these small ideas and, and, you know, that people can take with them home and mm. take their own health in their own hands, mm. they're so, so valuable. Mm. Me too. And for that, I want to thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you. It was amazing. Yeah, so great to be here. Tack så hemskt mycket för alla ni som lyssnade på oss där hemma. Jag hoppas att det var givande. Jag önskar er allt det bästa. Massa kärlek. Hej då. Hej då.